welcome to the Carmel Jane Talks Business podcast, the show where we unearth real life stories about female entrepreneurs and their journey to success. This week we have the wonderful Natasha Radford in. She owns Chicken and Frog, which is the most gorgeous children's independent bookstore and filled with lots of wonderful children's books. So we're going to talk to her six and a half, after six and a half years, she's made it work, done a lot of community marketing um, and really all the trials and tribulations on how, just how tough it is um, on the retail high street, but how she's really made it work. This is a great show. Hope you enjoy it. My name's Carmel Jane, and this is the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show every Wednesday from 1 till 3. And I'm very pleased to say I've got the delightful Natasha from Chicken and Frog in the studio. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you. I've got your microphone up. Oh, it's been a busy day, as usual. <laughs> Turn your microphone. Welcome, Natasha. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. Nice to see you. Do you. She comes in. She's come in. She's got lovely, amazing tattoos. Beautiful purple dress and purple hair. Do you dye your hair for your clothes every time? <laughs> no, no. Not, not every time. Do you just have lots of purple clothes? I do love purple. Do you, can you put the microphone closer? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't get that, that better worked out. Um, looking fantastic. Thank and you. probably a lot of you do know Natasha Roundabout. She's pretty good on social media. And she has the wonderful um, bookstore that is Chicken and Frog. Yeah. Um, which is just incredible because I think we know the high street's getting tougher and tougher and tougher. But you've got this gorgeous little uh, independent children's bookstore. Um, how did you start that? What was the, where was the ideas for that, Natasha? Um, we have so Jim and I have been together pretty much since we were sixteen. That's my husband, and um, it's always just been a dream. Oh, wouldn't it be lovely? Wouldn't it be lovely? We're both big readers, and just thought, oh, it would be so nice. But then decided to be proper grown ups and get real jobs. jobs. So um, <laughs> I trained to be a teacher because I wanted to do that mm. too, and I loved it. Jim did IT nerdy stuff mm-hmm. that I never really understood, but he's a whiz, really, really good. And we just kind of we just went along like that, and it was fine. And then about I don't know, eight or nine years ago, I guess, Jim was made redundant, along with half the world, I think, at the time. No redundancy package to speak of. Found it really difficult to find anything else because there were so many people at that time that were also in the same position. And we just thought, maybe this is our moment to try this out. We spoke to our kids a lot about it, especially the girls, because... How many children have you got? We've got three. So, so you're pretty busy. Yeah, we're busy, but um, we are very blessed because they are easy. Yeah. They're just, they're, they're amazing. They are, Good they're kids. amazing. So, yeah, they are. So they're nearly 12, nearly 18 and nearly 20. Oh, well, they're not, they're not <laughs> babies yes, anymore. They're at the time they were young. But they were, they were very young at the time. And so we spoke to them a lot about how it would change, especially for mummy, because it meant that I wouldn't have all the holidays off anymore. Mm. Um, and they were great. And our parents were really supportive as well. <clears throat> we just decided... Let's go for let's it. Let's go for it. Yeah, let's, let's do so this. You, you've made the decision, and I think um, a lot of entrepreneurs like yourself and Jim, you decide to do it, and you probably don't really know what you're letting yourself in for, do you? <laughs> Didn't have a clue. No, neither of us had worked in retail past kind of, you know, oh, working in No, past from, you know, like Sainsbury's jobs as students and yeah, you know, working in the fish and chip shop, which doesn't really count. So, no, we didn't have a clue. We'd never set up a business before. We'd never gone through any of that. Luckily, my mum is a very good accountant. Thank goodness. Yeah. Um, so she was there to hold her hand, and she still is, and she's amazing. Um, so it's been a lot of steep learning curves so along you kind the of way. Think, Jim being made redundant, this was your sign, you've got good kids. Mm. So then what next? What do you go, okay, did you have to did you find a premises? Did you do, uh, did you do lots of research? How do you yeah, start? Yeah, so we, we did quite a lot of research um, and the general feeling around, you know, around Brentwood seemed to be that, yes, they would welcome 
something a bit new and fresh and a different way of doing things. We spoke a lot to the Booksellers Association are amazing. Oh, wow. They are just fantastic. Very, so very what's supportive. the Booksellers Association? So any, anyone that's got a bookstore can be a member and they just they give a lot of support and advice mm. on, on almost anything. I mean, they've even set up mental health advice now and everything. They are there for you, which is great yeah. because it's daunting. Mm. Um, and we were, we were given a lot of advice in terms of if you're going to set up a general bookstore, it's probably not the right time. But if you're going for specialist, then it's worth. Oh, so they, they 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 pointed you in the right direction to yeah. be a specialist. But I mean, we wanted children's anyway, oh. really. Well, that's what we know the most about. Um, so then, yeah, then it was a case of trying to find premises. We looked at a couple that fell through, and then you start to get disheartened because you've lost money and you've so lost how long time. Going, we're going to go for it to actually opening. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, when I look back on it, it felt like forever, but it wasn't really that long. It was probably about a year mm. and a bit. So how did so you find, and so the one, you're just, we're, I'm trying to think. So we're at the, the top of Wilson's Wilson's Corner, Top Wilson's of Wilson's Corner. Corner. Yeah. And how, that is a perfect size little store, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. I mean, it wasn't, we were, we were set up for somewhere else um, and it fell through. And then um, one of the agents called us and said, actually, I've got somewhere else that might suit you. And we just, it's really cute. It's a lovely, quirky mm. little store because it's just off of the high street. It means the rent is not too bad. It just makes uh, it then, make, make a difference. Yeah, imagine, but there's yeah. still, you know, there's, I mean, parking in Brentwood is an issue anyway, as you know. Mm. But there's Sainsbury's and there's William Hunter Way, so it's quite accessible in terms of that. And we just went for it. The landlord um, was desperate to get someone in because it had had a success of different mm-hmm. businesses that just hadn't worked. So, but from getting the keys to opening, we had two weeks <laughs> and I was working full time. How did in you get a bookstore out, not just with shelves and decor <laughs> and all the books? Um, because Jim is awesome. <laughs> he's not paying me to say that. Hard, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. No, he is. He's brilliant. He's. Uh, I have no spatial awareness at all. No. Yeah. He has. So oh, he, he looks at it. The IT. Yeah, um, and he looked at it and went, right, this is where the shelf can go, this is what we can do. We got a main supplier called Gardeners Wholesalers. Um, we work with lots of other publishers um, too, but it's good to have one big supplier. So they just happened to be ours. Um, we went to the London Book Fair and we spoke to lots of people before so we when, opened. Um, do you read all the books you store? You, you we st- read most of the books. We wow. can't read all of no, them no, because there's them. so many. But and I guess if someone even, put out a series, you can read a couple and go, yeah, like Yeah, but even if we don't get through a whole book then we'll read at least a couple of chapters because we want to know that what we're recommending is the right book for that Because the store, I don't know if anyone's been in there, but it's it's not huge, it's kind of no. cute. And there's a sort of a touch of, I guess, almost like a Harry Potter, isn't there? Like it's all, <laughs> it's, the, the shelves are stacked with all these fabulous books. And as mm. you do feel like almost stepping back in time to a yeah. proper... You've got a bell and everything. A proper little bookstore, and you know that all the books are. Because you say you quite you curate them. You really think about what's going in. We do. So no, we're really careful. You know, we're we're very lucky because it is. There's there's pros and cons to being independent and having your own business. But one of the definite pros is that you can make those decisions yourself. So Mm. I haven't got anyone in a head office going. You can't stock this. You have to stock that. We look at the books, and it's it's been a steep learning curve because when we first opened. We stocked the store with books that we, as parents of children that read a lot, would read mm-hmm. and that we would buy for them. That's not necessarily what other parents in Brentwood or the surrounding areas would buy. So we've learned that the hard way. And we've, but our reps now though, that too, so you know, they'll come in and they'll, we look at books. I've, I've seen a rep this morning, they're brilliant. And you know, you'll look at a book and I'll, I'll look at it and go, with my teacher hat on or as a parent just for my family, that is gorgeous, but I know I can't sell it. 
And that's well, so hard, but you have to be realistic. As, I can't I can't have dead stock. As a an avid reader teacher, you were kind of would you, you like the educational not type story even storybooks and you and they don't sell so do you go for the bestseller type books or do you um no not necessarily the bestseller but just things it doesn't always have to have like a really a cool message that we do like funny and quite silly in our shop so especially on the picture book end of things mm-hmm. if it makes a, a child smile or a parent that has to read it 58 times a <laughs> night you know it's got to have something in terms of the younger stuff but it's just got to be something that's a bit different and special that you don't read and go i've read this before You know, it's got to have something about it. And children are very discerning readers. An adult, I think, generally, if they buy a book, even if they don't like it, they'll be like, oh, I've bought it now. I'm going to read it to the bitter end. A child will go, I don't like that, it's rubbish, and they won't read it. So I feel like we've got a... So our do, mission do you is to pair it up. Do you test out the books? Yeah, we children? do test out the books. We have um, a few book clubs and we have a writing club every week. So if, if we get proof copies of things in a lot, which is amazing, um, which means they come in early and it's fabulous. And we'll quite often we'll share those with kind of our regular kids that come in and say, can you have a look at this and tell us what you think? Because, you know, I'm nearly 46. So my view of what a, a, a fantastic children's book is probably not the same as a 10-year-old. So yeah, I'm realistic about that. So we try to test things out. Um... If it's an author that we have worked with and we and we know that they're passionate about what they're doing and that they're producing something really special, then the chances are we're going to get their next book in regardless mm-hmm. because it's... It's so good. Because it's so good. But if, you, if you're stocking, because I know my kids are 16, so we had the Gruffalo and yeah, all we still all those. have those. But are people, would they buy them when they're in a big supermarket or do they come to you for the, they're still the co- It's stuff. really odd. They still come to us. I mean, Gruffalo we sell every week still, which I find bizarre. So I'm like, how can you not own oh, this already? How can they be passed this down just no through generations now? But I suppose it, yeah. because those types of books are so well loved, they become very tatty beaten and, and tatty yeah. and you end up buying a new one. So we have, you know, and things like Enid Blyton. We sell tons of Enid Blyton. Now, I personally, I'm mm, not a fan. I've got a few issues with Enid. I have, lots of, good in her I day. have lots of issues too. <laughs> although they have been tweaked. So they're not oh, quite they? as, you know, inherently... I think they've Tricky got, they've got they the racism. They have not, got rid of the inherent racism. The sexism the, isn't there. Yeah. Like, you know, so, you know, they're not a book that I would necessarily recommend, but you're going to have children that have discovered them somewhere and they love them. And I read them but, when I was a, New, a kid in New Zealand. I wanted to go to um, boarding school so I could have a tap. Yeah, box. I loved Mallory <laughs> Towers. Oh, loved it. So, hey, we're going to yeah. take a little break. Okay. We're going to be back shortly um, with a song that mm. Natasha has chosen. Hello there. Uh, that was Florence and the Machine with moderation, um, chosen by my lovely guest Natasha from Chicken and, and Frog. Why that song, Natasha? Um, well, I love Florence anyway, and just because I am not a, a moderation kind of girl, <laughs> I'm very much all or nothing, which just is what the song is there, about. Yeah, yeah. So you either do it or you just or you just don't turn up, and uh, that's really yeah. What Flor- that song Florence, is about. amazing, amazing, Jeez. amazing. So. Um, you, with your husband Jim, partner Jim, husband, partner? Yeah, husband, husband, husband yep. and three kids decided a bookstore was a time to go. You found a cute little um, uh, a store, which yep. is absolutely gorgeous, on the Onga Road. Um, and it is tough because we know you can, we, we all know we can get discounted books in lots of places. Mm-hmm. And um, I know that before the chicken, I used, to, I used to quite like going into the big chain bookstore mm-hmm. on the high street, yeah, giving lovely. the kids the experience of buying books. But mm-hmm. to go into the chicken and frog and let them, and it's almost, you know, it's like a kid, in a, it should be like a kid in a sweet shop, isn't it? And you do yeah. see that quite a lot. We see that a lot. Yeah, it's lovely because, because we know our stock and we get to know our customers. And if a family comes in, um, 
we'll speak to the child, we ask them questions. I mean, sometimes they just want to be left alone mm-hmm. and they just want to, you know, they know what they're looking for and that's great. But if they're not sure, then we talk to them, well, what's, you know, what do you like? And it may not be, what books do you like? Because they may not know, but just generally, you know, what excites you? What are you interested in? And then we match up the book. And you can't do that online, no. obviously. And the other thing with on, not just online, but any heavy discount, the thing that I find very frustrating, authors and illustrators, are artists. Mm. They work incredibly hard to produce these amazing things that you, you know, you can't just do it a click of a finger. And then, not only that, but then they're brave enough to share it with the rest of the world. Yeah. I mean, I would never do that. Oh, do you know, um, would you not? No, I wouldn't be brave enough to do that. Would you, I not, love, would you not want to write a book? I don't know. I mean, I, do, I love writing. I do. I write stories all the time, but I wouldn't show anyone else. I'm just <laughs> like, what? It's terrifying. Um, but yeah, that's true. They, they put so much work they, in being so brave. invested, heart and soul in there. And then, if it's discounted, and I think this is what people don't understand, the majority of authors, and it's a question they get asked a lot when we take authors into school, and one of the standard questions is, are you rich? How much money yeah. do you earn? They earn very, and very then little. Yeah, and they when like, they realise, they're like, oh, I'm not J.K. Rowling. <laughs> they earn very little, and they tend to earn a percentage of whatever the book is sold for on the wholesale. Mm. So if you choose to buy a book for £3 instead of the six ninety nine RP. And one particularly big online retailer. Well, it's not just one, but there's a few. Um, that means that author then gets, say, 15% of that as opposed to 15% of six ninety nine. Well, mm. that's... And that, for me, is the issue. I, I think some of That's where libraries are there for yeah, access. Mm. And we're so lucky, aren't we? We've got Brentwood Library, we've got Shenford Library, both with amazing librarians that know their stuff. Fantastic. Use them. I'm not mm. saying... I, I know that books are relatively expensive, but then you'd go to a cafe and, and then, spend five or six quid on a cup of hot chocolate and a cake because you're feeling a bit sad, which, don't get me wrong, so would I. <laughs> yeah. Why not? But then why not spend but if you're, that if on you're a book that's going to last you with forever. your kids? Yeah. choosing it it's worth an extra couple of quid isn't mm-hmm. it but in the store there is something oh I'm a book girl I actually have them piled up beside my bed and sometimes <laughs> I just think hopefully I've, I just bought three the other day and I have still got three I've got to read on my side that all that, that information will just kind of seep into my yeah, brain just while I sleep yeah, by osmosis <laughs> yeah I have a very say, big I'm kind of into my podcast and audio, audio books, but I still prefer to read a book, mm. even though, I don't know, I concentrate better, I think. I do love a yeah. read. I think, it, I think and reading is much more immersive, so you, you step into that world mm. where if it's being, being read to is lovely, and um, there's quite a big resurgence for audio books for kids too. I had a little um, one that you put a little, this is how old I am, a little brick, um, like the record album on, and you yeah. had a little book, and then there would be like, Tinkerbell would go, and then you turn the book, and you're reading along to the little record album. That was kind of fun. But but yeah, the book, the store is amazing. So you kind of, you're trying to create this experience when people go in, they go, you know, I'm going to pay, well, not always, but it might be an extra couple of quid to have that experience with the kids. Yeah. Okay, so you've got it all in place. You know, amazing husband kitted the, store, the bookstore out. You're reading all these books to put in, but that's still, how do you get people slightly off the high street and over your forefront? <laughs> um, I don't know. No. <laughs> Please tell me. Um, we do, we, we've got, you know, Facebook and Twitter and we've got a website that we keep very up to date. I'm hoping now no one checks it and goes, oh, actually, yeah. <laughs> I think it's up to date. I changed it yesterday. Um, so we use social media a lot, but we also, we link up as much as we can with other businesses and charities and schools within the local area. Because I think when you run your own business, you can end up being in your own little bubble, 
you don't realise what's going on outside. And I think it's really important that we can try to link up. So, for example, the week of the 15th of June is Independent Bookshop Week, mm-hmm. which is obviously a big deal for us. Um, we've managed to get the Gruffalo costume. No, it's not costume. The real Gruffalo. <laughs> the real Gruffalo, the real Gruffalo um, <laughs> is coming, which is lovely. And he is coming because it's Independent Bookshop Week. And I asked really, really nicely... But we are sharing the love. So the Gruffalo is also visiting the library and he's visiting the Baytree Centre and he's going on a little mini tour of Brentwood so that as many people as possible can have that experience. And that's what we try to do a lot of. Do you know, the different guests I've had on, it does seem to be that you kind of give because you've got to grow your business because you can't offer an amazing service if you don't make money, but actually do it from a really good place mm-hmm. and actually it will kind of go. So I'm sure that I heard about Chicken and Frog through your community, because you worked a lot with Brentwood Theatre, didn't you? And, yeah. and it, was, it was probably through the community that, and, and the things you were reaching out for rather yeah. than, you know, there wasn't a, an ad in the newspaper or whatever. It was about no, you, we don't do you that. spreading we things out. We don't do adverts yeah. at all, really. Um, apart from if it's like, so for the, we run a festival now in conjunction. We used to do it on our own, but now we do it with Brentwood Theatre. So obviously we advertise for that. It's different, but we don't advertise us as an entity as such, but we we try to get out. Uh, show every Wednesday, one till three. Well, I have female entrepreneurs, had a couple of men in here as well, but we're talking about all things business and how to grow uh, grow businesses and the stories behind it. And I have the wonderful Natasha from Chicken and Frog, the super gorgeous children's specialist bookstore, independent bookstore on the top of Onga Road near Wilson's Corner. Um, and we've been talking about how, yeah, her and her husband fancied opening a bookstore and then did it and realised it, but just how hard it is to survive in retail. But six and a half years down the track you're still yeah, here we are really really still well done and and just before the, the the traffic and travel and what's on guide uh natasha was kind of reeling off the things she did as if it was <coughs> excuse me completely obvious but actually i think you've and this is the secret i think is being quite clever with with marketing and seeing it more than just i'll put a load of money on a facebook advert or ever so you you're, you're quite good with your social media aren't you you're, you're yeah. fairly regular you yep. use twitter does that work yes. for you um twitter is really interesting i think you have to be uh, the same with instagram as well you have to be really careful not to fall into that trap of i've got i don't know three million viewers um, people following me that means that my business is going to be a remarkable success mm. because that's not the case because they don't all buy books from us twitter for me gets instant messages out um, and it's really, really good for staying in contact with authors and illustrators because uh, they use Twitter a lot. Yeah. So I do use it to kind of reach out to other people Twitter, you too, have to be controversial or famous, don't you? Probably, and I'm neither. So, no, no, but you're yeah. reaching out yeah, to people. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Authors so are not famous as such, but they, they're, yeah, they're so, talking on there. So we use it for that. We don't really use Twitter to drive our... Well, we do, I guess it is to drive our business in a way because it's a way of connecting with authors and illustrators mm. and we need them. Yeah. Um, Facebook... That's the one where yeah, kind of our, our customers use our Facebook mm. page more than our website because we have all of our events on there. It has pretty much similar content to our, our website. Mm-hmm. But it, so all of our events are on there, updates, things that are happening. So there might be things that we see that we think, well, that's interesting. So there's a really cute series of picture books called Oi. It's Oi Cat, Oi Dog, blah, blah. Mm. And it's just about to go to a stage show. Well, I know that some of our customers, not just the kids, but the adults are going to be, oh, my God. <laughs> 
So we put the link up today to say you need to go get tickets. But that is so great it's got nothing to do with us, but it's... You're giving content to your yeah. fans, and that is so important. I think sometimes yeah. it's difficult to... Because I think, I know, I, I fall into this trap. I'm going, oh, we've got this, we've got this, and you're selling, and you kind of can't do that. You've got no. to say, hey, we're going to look after you. We value you as customers. So, yeah. so you've, got the, you've got Facebook and a bit of Instagram. Yeah, we've got a bit of Instagram. Instagram, again, is quite nice for staying in contact with publishers and authors and illustrators. Publishers like to see you, obviously... Being, using social media to promote whatever their latest book mm. is. And we're very realistic. If you don't keep publishers and publicists happy, then you don't get offered authors and illustrators for events. Oh, really? Which is fair enough. Oh, you mean for them, you don't get them offered to come yeah, to yeah. events? You don't go, yeah, so, how, so, so, so you're kind of doing, you know, social media basics pretty mm-hmm. well. You're quite regular with it. And then you're other... So it seems like it's... You've got to work really hard with your events yeah. and community stuff, don't you? Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's just a radio <laughs> moment there where they face you older. Yeah. Yes, it's hard work. Yeah, yeah, it is. But it's, you know, but I, I think it is hard work, but we are passionate about what we do and we wouldn't keep on doing it mm. if we didn't believe in what we do. You know, um, um, yeah, it's tough. It is tough. Retail for everyone is really tough. We've got the tuition centre as well, so that's... But sorry, that, what's that? So we, we run a tuition centre in the in the bookshop. So that that keeps us going as well. And as it the keeps books. people sort of sticky. I mean, they, they're coming in, they're coming yeah, regularly. Exactly. They're coming in every week. And we run different clubs and all of those kind of things. So, it's so what kind clubs of, do you run? So we run um, a writing club every week. Um, we have we're just about to have three book clubs. So we have a book club for kids. Mm. We have a book club for adults, but we read children's books. That's really yeah. nice. <laughs> and um, we're just about to launch a teen book club. And we'd thought about it before and then thought, mm, I don't know, but we actually got contacted by a parent who said, would you be willing to give this a go? Yeah, because, be, surely so with cool. teens, especially because a lot of teen stuff does sort of touch on really important teenage issues, that yeah. could be super. Yeah. Super yeah, valuable. I'm really excited. Yeah. And, and the YA market, like Do you young have to be adult. A little, Are you a little bit nervous that it might throw stuff up that might be, you know, issues that kids are having? No. No? doesn't bother me. Oh, I've been teacher. teaching. I've been yeah, teaching yeah, for yeah. years. And were, no. you, were you secondary? Uh, no, I did a little bit of secondary, I did mainly primary, but I'm but no, yeah, I've got two teenage girls. Oh yeah, <laughs> so it's all right. Um, no, it doesn't. Yeah, stuff. it's all right. Let's about teenagers. I was talking to someone last night, and this guy thought he'd been really clever because when his son had. Um, shown his first teenage moments he came I've got something to show you and he sat him down and he put Kevin the teenager turns into a teenager <laughs> yes, I, said, I, I did well. that with my boys and, and we've both decided that we've got really good kids so did yeah. you do that as well? No we didn't but yeah. I mean you know you, they are really good kids but obviously but you all go through that stage don't you you just have to stick your guns as parents and go well these are still the rules even yeah. while you're flexing your muscles. And, you a top tip. Show them, show them um, teenager. Kevin turns into a teenager. Yeah. It's so funny. It's brilliant. But anyway, so you've got the Teenage <laughs> Book Club. I love that. So, yeah. um, oh, there's someone knocking. Oh, yes. Okay. That's fine. But they'll no. yeah, we'll give them no. to me. Um, so, <laughs> so, <laughs> see, I don't do this often, do I, on the radio? Um, so, what else do you do locally? Because I think. It must take a lot of memory because you're doing things with the Brentwood Theatre. Yeah, so we um, so we we now run the festival with the theatre, which is really nice. It takes a lot of pressure off me because there's a huge amount of work behind the scenes. So what's it? So for the last three years, um, we've run a festival in the first week of the summer holidays where we get lots of authors and illustrators come to Brentwood and they run workshops and do shows and wow. all that kind of stuff. And it's awesome, but it is a huge mm. piece of work. Um, so in February... We did a mini one with the theatre as well and we're making it more arts 
the, so there's still authors and illustrators, but there's also singing workshops, dance workshops, blah, 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 and we're working Amazing. in partnership with them. And it was so lovely that we're doing it again in the summer, which is great. So we do a lot with them. And then we just, yeah, we try to link up with as many different businesses as possible or charities. So SNAP, um, who are very, very important, mm. special needs charity, we're doing an event for them where we're doing a family fun day. It's not at the shop, it's, it's at Knightsway Centre. Um, I'll be there doing storytelling. Who comes stuff. up with these ideas? Um, probably mainly me. And then Jim just goes, okay, so, so yeah. how, how exactly <laughs> how are you going to do, you gonna do that? <laughs> and, then we, you know, and then we figure it out. It's all right. So, we, yeah, we, so we do, so, we um, do, do a lot. So it's been six and a half years mm -hmm. and it's not been easy because independent bookstore at a really tough retail environment isn't yeah. easy, but you have done it. Like, have. You, you know, you're, you're doing okay and you're sticking in the end. It's amazing. So how much time have you kind of moved away? Are you on the... Um, are you on the uh, shop floor much now? Or are you, are you yeah. managing it? No, I'm, I'm there most of the time. I go, um, if we have authors that are going out to schools, then it's usually me that kind of, chaperones is the wrong word. It doesn't sound like children so, or so puppies, but we do go with them. So who's in the book, in the shop? Um, I'm very, very lucky because my dad is great. and <laughs> he, he does a bit. At the moment, I'm using my parenting power and my girls are old enough. Yeah, brilliant. While before they're, but they're both going to university in September. Selfish. Um, <laughs> I know. But we've, we've got a couple of like kind of part-time people that come in and help. Jim was there um, with me all of the time, but it's, it's only been about six weeks, so I'm kind of getting used to this. He's actually he got offered a dream nerd job, so he's gone to do that. So he's only in the shop on a Saturday now. So oh, that's so been changed a big to get to the shift. girls there, but so what are you going to do when the girls go to university? So I need to get, I think I have got someone. Uh, we need to get a kind of a more regular part-timer. Can I must admit, um, I popped so in there recently scary. and you weren't there. I was, I was buying a children's book for an adult and I don't, my kids, I don't really, you know, and I didn't know what to, and I wanted to ask them. I'm sure if I'd come to you, you'd have gone straight to the shelf and said, this would be yeah. perfect for them. And I think that, I felt that was quite important yes. and an independent to be able to go. Yeah. I think it must have been your dad helping. And yeah, it was lovely. And I've got a great book and, uh, and Lucy loved it. So it was all fine. Hey. But um, yeah, it's tough getting the right person because you are the face of chicken and a frog. But yeah. But I can't you be there. That, you can't be chaperoning and it's doing book festivals. But, you know, we might get to the stage where someone else goes out. I am a control freak as well. I'll be quite hands up to that. So no, but you've got to let other go. Other people, yeah, you have got to let go. So other people are more than capable of taking, say, an author to a school. It doesn't need to be me. I've done all the background work. I don't mm. need to be there. So, yeah, it's just about readjusting to that and getting used to, to that. But that's what it's all about, isn't it? You've got to be brave enough to make the changes and I think that's the hardest thing for entrepreneurs difficult. is to let go and to yeah. go I think I've talked about this a few times saying they're not going to be as good as me but actually sometimes you just have to know that because you yeah. can't be in 10 places at once can you no no it's tricky <laughs> with all the will in the world you can't be in 10 places at <laughs> once brilliant uh, we're going to have a little break we've um Chose another song, Dolly Parton, Jolene, because we didn't have nine to five. I'm not no. sure why. I know. It was meant to be nine to five because... Well, just because I broke free from that kind of... I loved being a teacher, don't get me wrong, and I still teach, so I'm very lucky, but I get to do whatever I want with it now. But I broke free from that feeling like I was working for someone else without a purpose. You work more but than also, nine to five now, though, don't I you? I do work more than nine to five, <laughs> but then I worked more than nine to five when I was teaching too. And also, Dolly is, you know... Queen, she's green, her. lovely. So we, we haven't got that. We've got Jolene, which I think is another yeah, great option. Song. Hello, this is Carmel Jane with the Carmel Jane Talks Business Show every Wednesday on Phoenix FM from one till three. I've had the delightful Natasha. I don't even know your surname. Radford. <laughs> 
I kind of right. didn't know your surname, but I just uh, <laughs> I told you Radford. But we know his chicken and frog lady um, with her purple hair and her purple dress. She, she kind of stands out in the crowd. Um, so thank you so much for sharing everything that's gone in. I mean, I, I just hats off to you, independent you. bookstore, and you're making it work and you're delivering. And your marketing thing was very much about making things, doing something for the community, isn't it? Yes. It's yeah. really, really wonderful. But um, we're talking off here, and I love this story. So <laughs> what was, you, you had a real inspiration, you had a real favourite book, didn't you? What happened when you were younger? So um, when we were small, mum and dad didn't have uh, very much money. Yeah, we were all right, but not very much money, and books were expensive, but we were always read to, and we, we came from a a family where we had stories told to us a lot. My great-grandma used to tell us stories all oh, the time. Really? From, wow. She came from Russia. So she, mm. Her history was fascinating. So we were surrounded by stories all the time, always went to the library, but didn't own many books of our own. And the first book that I was ever bought that was just for me, that I didn't have to share with my sister, although I love her, um, <laughs> was Alice in Wonderland. And I think that... And it just... It captured me because she's such a feisty brilliant character she does ridiculous things but she just sticks to her guns and she won't take any nonsense from anyone and i just remember reading it i was about seven i was a very i could read by the time i was four so i'm very lucky and mm. I, so it, it's not an easy read but for me i just remember so i guess um, feeling like i was in there with her it was just so exciting and just so, and so I loved an imaginative world yeah. and just escaping everything else and just being so are you, are you a harry potter fan i shouldn't oh. say this should i not really um, my Jim is, and um, our middle. And lo- uh, lots, of, lots of people are. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I think she's doing all right without me. Don't get me wrong; it's just that they're great. But then I don't know; they just never captured me like they captured other people. I don't know why. Maybe it was just the wrong time in my life when they came out, and I was doing other stuff. But I mm. mean, they're amazing. They are amazing. But they're yeah, not. It wasn't my genre, and I read out them out loud for kids. But I don't. I, I do love like fantasy and things, but they just—I don't know. But they're maybe more fantasy than magic. Magic, I like. I like it to be a bit more out there. Yeah. <laughs> I like stories about relationships. That makes me such a girl, doesn't it? Anyway, no. that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. So you, you had Alice in Wonderland and it's your favourite book and then it's kind of mm. interesting that, you know, it's come around and now you've got, um, you've got your own bookstore. Yeah. So what would you change? Does it, I know, um, six and a half years, what would you change? Honestly, nothing because, not because we're doing it perfectly, but because everything that you do, even if it's a mistake, is a learning curve. Yeah, and I think if you go in and you set something up and it's perfect from the beginning, I'm not sure that you would appreciate it as much. Whereas we look back and we go, oh yeah, we did that at the beginning and that wasn't right. So we changed it and we worked and we figured it out. So we can look at what we've done and go, it's not just been dumb luck, it's been hard work and we've, we've changed and we've crafted something that's right for us and right for Brentwood, hopefully. Mm-hmm. So I'm not, you know, it'd be nice to make a bit more money. <laughs> but we make enough. We've n- we never went in it, into it for that. I was earning really good money. I was an assistant head in Newham. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. You know, so, so you, it you wasn't... Took big, you took a big risk, I think. We took a big risk and a big pay cut, but we're lucky because we've got a very supportive family that were there to catch us mm. if they needed to. And that, we are incredibly grateful for that. Um, so I don't, yeah, I don't mean... Oh, no, we wouldn't change anything because it's perfect. We wouldn't change anything because we've learned from it. I think in life, but especially in the entrepreneurial journey, you have to accept that. That mm-hmm. oh, I could think about a million things I could change. <laughs> <laughs> but if you do accept that that's the journey, and, and actually to just start. I was talking to some people, oh, I want to start a business, but, but, but. It's like, there's it's always going to be a, a but. There's all, yeah, no, 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 and nothing's ever perfect, and you've just got to go for it. Mm-hmm. 
So um, what would you be your three top tips? Okay, if anyone is crazy enough to want to start an independent retail store. Yeah, don't, don't start a bookshop. Um, definitely not in Brentwood. I had Lindsay um, from Brentwood Kitchen and Research. She went, yeah, just so, so fancy selling coffee and cake. And, you know, again, like yeah, yourself, yeah. through sheer determination and hard work, and she's, she's made it work. created something amazing. And like yourself. I love it. But... Yeah. Probably, if you almost knew what you're in for, you smell oh, yeah, <laughs> But isn't that like parenthood? You yeah, look yeah. and go, oh my God. <laughs> anyway, so my t- um, three top tips. Learn to say no. Yeah, Because you get pulled good. in so many different directions that you have to stay focused on what you want. And it can be from something really small, like at certain times of year, we get contacted by schools or other places that we've literally never heard of asking us for donations. And I get that like for, for raffles mm. or whatever, but at some point you have to go, no. no, I can't, I can't, this is not sustainable, I can't do this. So that's one thing, learning to say no, even when if you know it's a really great cause and something important. in business, and you have to do some free stuff, but you've got yeah. to learn to know to stop doing the free. I mean, if and people don't always value one. free. No, either. they don't I think it's free, so therefore it's not valuable. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. Um, ask for support or advice. It's Where not a sign get- of weakness. Where did you get support from? Oh, you got Loads of places. Book? Yeah, so Booksellers Association, fantastic. Our main wholesalers, in fact, all publishing houses, really, really supportive. My parents, because I'd had their own businesses. My mum, my mum's got her own business decision to count them, but it's her. Yeah. Business. Oh, so that, that was a big. You know, I mean, kind of. We're lucky. Yeah, and I love that you ex- that you recognise your privilege. That oh, you of had, course. You know, yeah. you had the support. You had ultimately, yeah. you knew you weren't going to be on the streets, yeah. and that you had a mum who's an accountant and has seen businesses Thank inside goodness. out. <laughs> I love my mum too. Yeah, mum's great. Um, And just to learn to embrace your brand. I don't like calling it that because I don't like to think it's a brand. But if you if you set up in your own business and it's not something that you're genuinely passionate about, if you're doing it because you think you're going to make a quick buck, then it's not the right choice because it's tough and you have to. You know, we have we do have times we're doing all right. It's good and we love what we're doing. But there are moments where you go, oh, what on <laughs> earth am I doing? <laughs> this is really hard work, or I've literally seen no one today. And you know, you just you have to look at the bigger picture and just love what you're genuinely love what you're doing. And I, I, I hope it comes across on the radio. But actually, talking to you, you love books, you mm-hmm. love education. And you really do love what you're doing, don't you? And, yeah, you, and I think all it. these ideas you've got for your community events, it comes from such a good place. And I think, you know, that, I do think that's a secret. If you genuinely you. believe that what you're doing is yeah. for a good cause, then it does yeah. make a huge no, difference. We just want to support as many other people as possible doing doing what we do. So we've just, um, I'll very, very quickly say, we've just been awarded a... Oh, no, come div- on, no, you meant to div- tell me this I know, it was really quick. A diversity <laughs> grant from the um, Booksellers Association. So that means that we can set up... We've, our bid was that we were going to do a sensory story time for children with sensory That's issues. It means that we've got the money now to be able to transform our back room once a month into a space that isn't overload for them and, and go out and get bubble tubes. I'm very excited that I can go shopping. Oh, so um, uh, but it will uh, be a free service for families to book into. Who've got sensory issues and they can come in. We did it last year for a grotto. We do a grotto every year. And we did a grotto... <laughs> A sensory do you ever see your children one. or your husband? Or no, your I do. I do. <laughs> Sometimes. You're a woman that gets stuff done. I absolutely yeah, I don't mess it. around. <laughs> um, so that's brilliant. So that's another thing. And again, yeah. you're not going, off. Oh, I do this, this is what it's been on the bottom line. It's just part no. of the bigger picture of helping. Mm-hmm. And I say, I, I, I heard about Chicken and Frog through your community stuff, I think probably through Brentwood yeah, Theatre. I can't quite remember, but it was through the community work you did. And yeah. it is amazing. Thank you. So where are you going to be in five years? 
on an island somewhere. Yeah. Um, we'd like, ideal world, we'd like slightly bigger premises where we can do, have our own, we've got event space now, but it's quite small. Somewhere a bit bigger would be nice to be able to do two more within our own space. But kind of where we are now, really, we're not looking for world domination. Just mm. <laughs> still providing the community aspect that we do. I think that's really, really important. So, Hopefully, be able to do even more than we do already. Because actually, you go, I want ten bookstores, but I think you're going to have one or two yeah. or twenty. We had the opportunity to to buy another bookstore in another town, and we made the decision. It was a really difficult decision, but we made the decision not to a couple of years ago because mm. we put so much into this ourselves, and because it's a family-run business, it was like if we buy another one, that's going to change it dramatically because yeah. then you're talking about really trusting other people to do it for you and I said to you off air I am a control <laughs> freak I am I know I am so the thought of saying to someone else even if they're the most amazing person in the world right recreate this in this town I just they probably could but I wouldn't think that they could oh you so I'd rather trust, have just yeah, one but, and I think it, I think there is a difficulty that when you go from one to two and restaurants is a good one people think they yeah. make chains and, uh, of restaurants but it is yeah. the, the theory goes I don't know because I've not done it but people have said one is easy two is getting difficult three or four you need to get to 20 and actually yeah. choose your life choose what you're doing in this yeah. amazing reading tons of ch- do, you, do, you read, do you read grown up books as well not really. <laughs> no, I kind of, I get up to kind of young adult and that's about where I... Is that because of work or because actually that's what you like? That's what I love. <laughs> I do very occasionally. I've got a really, really lovely customer who every so often comes in with a, a grown-up book that she's read and says, oh, Natasha, have, have a try at that. And then I will, you know, mm. I'll read anything that anyone recommends. But um, I guess because that's the world that we've created and I want to make sure that if we're recommending something to someone that I do know about it. That's but a lot of, I, mean, I like books with kind of big meanings. There's some really mm. amazing children's books out amazing. there, isn't there? Yeah. What's your, so your favourite book? Is it still Alice in Wonderland? Oh, it's really hard. At the moment, the, the last book that I read that was um, made me cry and laugh is a, a beautiful book called The Maker of Monsters by Lorraine Gregory. It's kind of middle grade, little boy called Bratz, um, who lives on this kind of remote bit of an island with a completely crazed professor who's created this army of monsters to go and wreak revenge on the mainland and it's just Lorraine has just got this way of creating a world and characters that you feel like you're right there with them and it's beautiful Ah, that's a top tip if you want something a little bit different. Thank you (laughs) so much for coming in and sharing. Um, It's time for a bit of traffic and travel. We'll be back after the news with someone else but Natasha you've been wonderful and keep up the good work educating and sharing love and stories with with the children of Essex. Brilliant. Thank you. We'll see you soon. Brilliant. Thanks so much to Natasha. That was a fantastic show. Um, and it's just so wonderful that she is doing so well. Hope you enjoyed that. And remember, uh, if you like what you hear, rate, review and subscribe. It really, really does help people find us. And until next time, remember, dream bigger, believe bigger and make a difference. Music.